This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. Hi, and welcome to this episode. So today I want to talk about staying visible and strong as a visionary, staying visible and strong in your extraordinary life, staying visible and strong no matter what. And I'm going to talk about this from my own perspective, because this is something that as I continually evolve the business, as I continually up-level, I have to work on for myself. And it's also something that many of my clients have to work on because if you are a visionary, if you're changing something in the world, you are going against the grain. And this is the first thing that I wanted to say today. And it's so tempting that when you go against the grain, you will get pushback from, from certain people, certain factions of society. It could be in your personal life. It could be in your professional life. I've personally had both. And it can be confusing because to you, you're just going about the world, you know, in your life, doing your thing, talking about the things that you're passionate about. And what you don't realize sometimes is that in doing that, you're also triggering people. You're triggering people who don't agree with you, where um, you trigger them, where you you kind of hit on something that's in them, some um, guilt or shame or, you know, a desire for them that maybe they want to live life differently, but they haven't. And when you start talking about living your life differently, then they see a judgment in it. They see a, you know, they assume that you're judging them. They assume that you think that you're better than them maybe, or that you think that everybody should live this way. Um, which is sort of true because I do believe that we are meant to lead extraordinary lives. And, you know, even talking about that for me, I get pushback on that, right? What do you mean extraordinary? What does that even mean? Maybe you should use a different word because extraordinary, no one knows what extraordinary means. And I'm like, well, I know what it means and I know what I'm bringing through energetically. I know what I'm creating. And so I have to use the word extraordinary and it is deliberately challenging, big, expansive, all of those things. That's what I want it to be, right? I don't want it to feel like it's safe and it doesn't have any stretch in it. I want it to feel like we're changing something. We're shifting from the ordinary to the extraordinary. We're shifting from normal to the extraordinary. And the people that work with me want to create something new and different and revolutionary and all of those things. And so I want to give them the space to do that. And for the people that don't want to do that or think it's too big or too stretching or too unrealistic, that's okay. You're not my people, right? So what I wanted to say is when you start to go, actually, do you know what? I am going to lead my best life. I'm going to lead my extraordinary life. I'm going to create that. I'm going to start a business, even though everyone tells me that businesses fail, you know, and X number of businesses fail every year. Have you ever heard that when you're going to start something new? Or, you know, maybe I should stay in this relationship because it's pretty dicey out there in the dating world, you know? So people love to try and keep us safe. And when you start to claim something different, when you start to claim some of what I'm talking about on this podcast and I talk about in my work, that you are li living an extraordinary life, 
that you are living by your desires, that you are living in line with your energy and alignment, that you are the creator of your reality. That's a good triggering one, you know? So if I'm the creator of my reality, then I have to take responsibility for everything everything that happens to me. I can't be a victim. I can't be a victim and take responsibility. The two things don't exist together. And so that can be deeply triggering for people. Well, what do you mean? I didn't create this and it was that person over there. And, you know, I don't want to like accept responsibility for these things. Why would I? Right. So I know that some things that I talk about personally, I say being the creator of your reality, taking self responsibility, knowing that everything happens for a reason, assuming that life happens for me, not to me. All of these things can be deeply triggering for people if they're not ready to step into that place in their lives. And I also, you know, I am by nature a very positive, optimistic kind of person. Um, And even that can be triggering to people, I've discovered, because, you know, I've been described by people who are pretty, you know, close to me as being annoyingly optimistic. You know, I've had people say to me, oh, I can't talk to you when I'm feeling low because I know you'll be, you'll be, you know, you'll be too positive. And I'm like, oh, how interesting is that? Like, I'm not trying to force that on you. I just believe that there's always a solution, right? And it doesn't mean that I can't sit with you while you cry and I can't just wrap my arms around you and, you know, do all of that stuff. I do that with my daughter all the time, but she knows and I know that we, we are always empowered and we've always you can always find a way through, you know, and yes, you have to sit and feel the feelings and allow yourself to be in the emotion and feel the hurt or the rejection or the fear or whatever the feeling is that you're feeling. Of course, you need to do all of that. And you need to feel it in a way that moves it through your system, not feel it in a way where you get trapped in it. And then it starts to become your reality and you can't move beyond it. So I want you to know that if you are up for doing life differently, if you are up for creating something extraordinary, if you are up for going against the grain, then you have to be able to be visible, don't you? Because otherwise you can't get your message out there. And I say, if you're up for doing all of that and also impacting on the world in a bigger way, which is definitely my tribe, then you have to be visible and you have to be strong in that visibility and you have to stay visible no matter what. And this has been, you know, is and continues to be challenging for me personally, because I am, uh, you know, I like to harmonize. I like to find solutions. I like to be positive. I like to act in integrity. And so when something happens or somebody reacts to me, and this can be, you say, in my personal or my professional life, I've had both recently, then it's triggering to me because it, it puts me in a place of fear. I know some of this also dates back to my marriage and my relationship. And so it triggers some of that. So I've had to go back and look at what the reaction is and, you know, where is it coming from and heal, go back and sort of reheal it, <laughs> heal it all over again from things that have happened to me in the past. So we have to be so conscious to be visionaries in the world, to lead extraordinary lives. This is really about conscious living. It's about making choices. It's about really holding a space for ourselves and finding that inner sense of safety, that inner sense of stability, 
and a sense of purpose in the world so that even if something happens and it doesn't look like life is happening for you, (laughs) which has definitely been the case for me over the last few months, I've had the most amazing positive things happen and I've had really challenging things happen across the whole of my life. So not in just in my work life, but in my personal life too. So, you know, I have met a beautiful new partner and that's been extraordinary and wonderful and continues to grow and evolve and be, and be amazing. I also got a puppy, which was totally the right decision and, and has been really challenging, um, even more challenging than I thought it was because, um, she had a sickness problem early on, ended up in the emergency vets. And now she, a week or so ago, she started having fits. And so is now the vet thinks she's got epilepsy. So that's like adding to the whole puppy situation. You know, I've had things go on in my work life, which I'm not going to talk about details of, but again, has, you know, really been a lot to hold, you know? And so you could sort of look at this and think, oh God, you know, what the hell is going on? And believe me, I have felt like that along the way recently. But I also, I come back in my meditation, in walking on the beach, in my journaling to say, I know life is happening for me. I know it is. And there must be a reason why all of this stuff is happening. And I have some theories about that. I have some theories about the bigger meaning and purpose behind everything that's gone on in the last two months. I can't believe it's only been two months. It's been crazy. I've had new clients come in in that time too, amazing new clients. So it's like there's this kind of growth going on and there's also these challenges going on all at the same time. And so I know two things about that, which I'm going to share with you. One is that this is really um, showing me that in order to be visible, I will have detractors. I will have people who disagree with me. I will have people who, as somebody wrote on one of my Facebook posts the other day, saying, this is a pile of shite. So I was like, oh, that's nice. What a constructive comment. (laughs) So I, I know now, and I know that part of this journey in the last few weeks has been about me claiming my space and choosing to be visible no matter what. Because my temptation has been to shrink back my temptation has been, oh, well, I won't post or I won't talk about this, that, and the other because I don't want to create, I want to don't want to inflame a situation that's already there. But I've realized I was on the beach this morning. It was a beautiful morning, about six o'clock this morning, just blue sea, blue sky, all calm and tranquil. I was down there with one of my dogs, Rosie. And I as I walked on the beach, I thought, you know, I cannot let anything stop me bringing my bigger mission out in the world. I just can't let anyone or anything stop me. And I have to face into that fear of people not liking me, people not agreeing with what I'm saying, people misconstruing things that I do, um, having judgments about it, being triggered by it. I have to know that in order to claim my bigger space in the world, in order to have a high profile, which I want in order to create something amazing in the world and to impact on thousands and hopefully millions of people that you know there will be there will be challenge in that and there will be people that disagree with me and there'll be probably people who disagree with me violently you know and this has been part of my experience i was reflecting on this over the last couple of weeks that 
even in my personal life or, you know, when I used to work for corporations and organizations before becoming a coach, I'd have someone suddenly take against me, you know, and I've, I'm not, I don't think I'll share a story about that, but anyway, I've had people just take against me for seemingly no reason. You know, we've been fine as far as I can see. They, they're probably not close friends of mine, but we're colleagues and it's all good. And then all of a sudden I hear them talking about me or I hear something they've done. You know, there's something that goes on that's weird. And I've really struggled with that in the past. It's kind of like, well, why, why is that happening? And what's going on here? And somebody sent me, um, a friend of mine sent me something this week and I wanted to actually read this to you. I'm not sure the source of it. So apologies if you know the source or, you know, where this comes from, but I just wanted to read this because a lot of my clients are, are, they are visionaries and they are also empaths. They're deeply intuitive. They're deeply energetic. They are up to big change in the world and as I say, when you're up to big change, then there will be people who, who disagree with that. You will trigger stuff in people. And I'm coming to realize that that's okay. So this is how empaths can trigger people. Empaths can truly be hated simply because without intending to, they can energetically mirror back the entire inner angst and lack of personal integrity of another exposing an unwillingness to face their own dishonesty, greed, hatred, and desire to hide from the truth as well as from themselves. This can happen completely outside the empath's conscious awareness, as they tend to keep sending out light, which can irritate another's demons while being perplexed at the reactions. It can literally drive those who thrive on inauthenticity out of their minds. And so this is really interesting because I started to have this conversation with some friends of mine and say, has this ever happened to you where you know, you've been in a relationship, a personal or professional one, and then all of a sudden it's gone wrong and you don't understand it. And there seems to be this, this vitriol directed back at you. And people have said, yeah, that's happened to me. And one of my friends and colleagues was saying, yeah, I was a business partner with this person and then it all went horribly wrong. I thought, gosh, isn't this interesting? And, you know, I'm talking, say I've had this with colleagues at work, I've had it in my personal life. I've had it in my professional life now. I'm not talking about an isolated instance. I'm talking about this is something that happens to me. And, you know, I know I'm generally a nice person and I act in integrity and I do my best. And that doesn't mean that I am anywhere near perfect and I have many faults. But it's it's interesting, isn't it, that that we get these challenges, we get this pushback, we get this feeling of like, oh my God, am I am I on the right path or not? Like, how is this happening to me? And it happens a lot when we become more visible. And I've seen this happen also to other coaching colleagues of mine, particularly people who've set up online businesses, because online is obviously an unregulated, um, you know, can be quite a toxic space, you know, and a space where people who are cowards can say stuff that they wouldn't say in, in real life, right? So, you know, the online space has brought more of this to the fore. And, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I love it in some ways. It helps me get my message out in the world. And at the same time, I see all the negative pieces of it too. So I think for most of us who are conscious, we sit in that in that dilemma of, you know, I can see how powerful it is and I can also see the shadow side of it. And so this is one of the things I'm realizing for myself and I wanted to share 
is that I have made a decision for me that I am going to be visible no matter what. No matter who likes it, no matter who doesn't, no matter whether I make enemies along the way, I I don't care anymore. I'm just not going to hold myself back. Not because of me, but because of the impact that I want to have in the world and the work that I want to do in the world. And I know I can't do that. I can't do that practically and I can't do it energetically if I'm allowing myself to be in fear. You know, I've said before, you can live in fear or you can live in love. And that's the choice. And I choose to live in love and abundance and generosity and integrity. And I can't, I can't allow myself to be pulled into those other pieces. So visibility is about, it does take courage and it does take being strong. The other thing I would say about my, my situation over the last two months and, you know, what I observe in it, if I take myself above and out of it, is that I know it's here to increase my capacity. So if you looked at one thing that's happened over the last two months, you'd be like, geez, you know, like you just have to have a puppy or have a new relationship or get new clients, do one of them. You can't do all those things at once, right? And I've got a few different strands of my business growing and evolving at the same time. I'm about to launch a new product. So logically, you can't do all that stuff at the same time, right? But actually, because it's an energetic when you start to expand in one area, you you find that other areas of your life start to expand too. And so it's interesting that I also think this thing is about me holding capacity in a different way, me working with other people in a different way. If you see my story, you'll know that my sister joined my business last year and she is now totally got the bit with between her teeth that is driving this business with me. I've got other resource appearing. It's really remarkable, actually, everything that's the the support and the stability and the help that's emerging to support the work that I'm doing in the world is really incredible. So it's about visibility, it's about capability, and it's about staying strong. So I really want to talk a little bit about what happens when you're visible and something happens. You know, somebody comments or maybe a family member makes a comment or something happens that puts you back in your shell, right? Or makes you think, oh gosh, like, is everyone going to hate this? Are they going to hate me? Are people going to say unkind things about me? You know, and the answer is probably, (laughs) is what I've realized. (laughs) Because as I say, you're challenging the norm. And for some people, when you challenge the norm, when you choose to live life differently, you know, you make different choices in your life, whether that's about your personal relationships, whether it's that you decide to sell your house and go traveling because that's what you desire to do. And everyone's like, well, that's crazy. Or you leave your nice, secure job to go and create something that you have a passion for, or you take your child out of school, which I'm seriously considering now, even though she's in an alternative school, I think we're moving into a new evolution of all of that. So when you, when you live life differently, when you don't do the standard job and the standard things, you know, you don't work in a company, you don't buy a house, you, you know, you don't send your kid to school, all of those things that are norms in life. When you step outside those norms, it is going to create a a reaction. So I want to talk a little bit about what I do when this happens and, you know, how to make sure that you stay visible no matter what. And I'm talking particularly to those people who've got businesses, who've got online businesses, 
who are out doing their work, looking for clients, all of those things. Because when you shrink back, you take the momentum out of your business. You put a halt on things and you really don't want to do that. And I've had that in the past where it's been a bit like feast and famine, you know, like massive success. And then I shrink back again and massive success and I shrink back again. And I've had to heal some stuff around that, around my feeling deserving of success, my feeling like I can create success, being in the flow of a constant flow of abundance, you know? So I want to just tell you four things that I have been reflecting on and that I wanted to share with you to help you stay visible and strong. Because like I've said before, I believe this is the time to create change in the world. I believe and I can see that business is shifting massively, that people are evolving massively, that people, what they want in the world is very different. And that, you know, it's the visionaries, the change makers, the disruptors, we're the people that are going to create change in the world. And it's so important that we do because otherwise the human race doesn't move forward and we just stay stuck in this kind of toxic cycle, you know, and these, you know, leaders that no one believes in, whether politicians or, you know, in the UK, the royal family or whoever, right? We need to create a different leadership a self-empowered way of leading, of living life where we can all be successful. So the first thing I would say, this is going to be like almost like um, a four-step process, although it's never this simple, right? So the first thing is you just have to allow yourself to feel. Because often we, we, when we're in uncomfortable situations, we want to minimize them. We want to stop them. We want to take a step back from them. We want to make it okay. So, you know, we might avoid things by eating chocolate or ice cream or drinking alcohol or taking drugs or whatever, you know, doing something that avoids, takes us out of the emotion. And that never works because the emotion is still in there. You've just delayed it basically. So the first thing that I do now is I allow myself to truly feel the emotion and not judge it. So I might feel hurt, upset, abandoned, I might feel anxious. I might feel afraid, all of those things. And that's all okay. And so I allow myself to just, you know, without making it mean anything, without connecting it to my brain, just feeling the emotions and allowing myself, you know, to have a good old cry, to have a good old rant, to get it out of my system so that I can look clearly at the bigger picture of what's going on. If you stay in the emotion or you don't clear the emotion, you can't have the connection to the bigger piece. You can't have the connection to the bigger picture and it will never, it will never work. It will never help you. So I want you to feel what you're feeling. And then the second thing is that you need to then clear it. So just in journaling, ranting, feeling, you'll start to clear that emotion. But you may need to get someone else to help you do that if it's a deep-seated thing. I had one of my beautiful friends in Bournemouth who I'd messaged about something, came over, literally said, I'm coming over. And I was like, oh, uh, I've got to go out at like 12. She was like, I don't care. You got time. I'm coming over. So I was like, okay. And she came, she did this amazing healing work with me. She is such a powerful healer and transformative psychic healer, coach, all those things. And so she came over and did a piece of work with me. And that was extraordinary because I knew 
it had tendrils into lots of different things. And when things start linking to previous experiences, when they start linking to a belief system that you have had, maybe move beyond, it triggers it back again. My experience is that you need somebody else to help you clear that, you know, and to go deeper into kind of somatic work in your body, energetic work, healing work, clearing work in order to clear that out. So don't minimize it. And it's never just about this thing. So if you've gone into fear, anxiety, a lack of safety, feeling anxious, any of those things, then there will be a deeper reaction going on in your body that links to things that have happened in the past. And you have to go in and clear those things. Otherwise, you say those things sit in your system and you can't move beyond them. So you feel it, you clear it. And then the other thing is that I want to say that you you only talk about it and surround yourself with people who can really hold the bigger potential and energy of it. So this is something I've really learned for myself along the way. It's, it's lovely in some ways to have people who give you sympathy, who go, oh my God, that's terrible. You must feel awful. Oh my God, how are you even coping? You know, in a way it feeds the pain, which can feel nice. Oh, somebody gets how awful this is for me, right? But it feeds the pain. And so you will find yourself being pulled deeper into it rather than coming out of it. So I'm not suggesting we just go straight into solution. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Because that doesn't work either. I hate that about some coaching methodologies. So the thing is to surround yourself with people who hold your biggest potential, who see what you're up to in the world, who hold the belief, like for me, they have to hold the belief that everything is happening for a reason, that life is happening for me and help me connect to the bigger potential, the bigger piece of this that's playing out. You know, that's super important to me. It really isn't helpful to me to have somebody that just has sympathy for me. It doesn't work, right? It just takes me deeper into the pain. So as you're becoming more visible, as you're putting your work out into the world, as you're building something, as you're making different choices to live an extraordinary, not an ordinary life, I suggest that one of the most important things is to surround yourself with people who can hold that space with you and hold a space of energy and potential and to know that you're awesome and you can find a way through this. You know, you can find a way through, you can transform as a result of it, that it will increase your capability and your ability to be amazing in the world in in a whole other way. That's what you need people to do for you, not to just give you sympathy and, and interact with the current situation because it's never about the current situation. Okay. And then, so feel it, clear it. If it's deep, do that with somebody else. Surround yourself with people who get it, who can be your tribe, who can hold the space. And the fourth thing is just show up anyway. You know, even if you show up, you know, looking like crap with red eyes, you know, or, you know, you just think you're not at your best, you show up anyway. And that's one of the things that I found in doing this podcast. I made a commitment to do this podcast every week and I do. And, you know, there are days where I don't feel like showing up. I certainly felt that last week. And, but I show up. I've shown up when my, I had virtually no voice because I had such a bad cold. 
<laughs> which is really annoying because it was a really good episode and I can barely speak in it. I show up when when things are happening in my life. I'm showing up and recording this now when my puppy sleeps, who could wake up at any minute. So I show up, I continue to be visible. I continue to do my work in the world. And actually, the more you do that, the more you know you can do that, no matter what, even if you don't look great, even if your voice is gone, even if it feels vulnerable, even if you're worried about what the reaction is going to be, you just show up anyway. Because in doing that, you prove to yourself how strong you are. You prove to yourself that nothing will stop you. You prove to yourself that your vision and your mission is more important than you. You know, more important than the little human you that worries about whether people like her or not, right? Or whether you're safe or whether there'll be some other consequence to, to, to speaking your truth, right? Your vision, your mission needs to be out there in the world. And so we can't shrink back. We can't shrink back because it's too important. And there's too many amazing people out there that need your message, that need to hear what you have to say, that want to create something extraordinary in the world. It's too big to allow people that want to keep you the same to hold you back. So I hope this has been useful today. I, you know, I like to share, you know, as things are happening with me, because I think that's authentic, right? I don't like that word. It's it's true to me. It has integrity in it. And, you know, because the situations in my life also impact on other people, I am also, I sometimes hesitate because I'm cautious around, I don't want to share anything that's out of integrity. I don't want to share anything that, for example, in my relationship that my daughter would hear at some point in the future and you know, anything that I wouldn't say to her face, I wouldn't say on this podcast. And so I'm holding that kind of integrity around things too. So I really want to encourage you to be visible, to live your most extraordinary life, to find your tribe of people who will support you no matter what, to have a partner who supports you. You know, I've met so many people along the way who are kind of like, well, I, you know, I am like this generally, but my partner doesn't really get it or doesn't like this stuff or whatever. And I, for me personally, I'm like, oh my God, I couldn't even do that. You know, everything has to be in alignment for me. And, you know, that partnership, the person that you're sharing your life with has to help and support you, right? Anyway, in my world, that's true. So I hope this has been helpful. Really look at where you're holding yourself back, where you're not being visible, where you're you know, say kind of holding yourself back from the thing that you're here to do because the world needs you and it needs your message and it needs you to stay strong. And we all need to do this in order to create a tipping point that's going to create change in the world moving forward. So the more of us that are conscious, the more of us that are self-aware, that are empowered, that connect to the bigger potential around us, that are prepared to be different, the faster the world changes. And imagine the impact when that's true, when this becomes the truth, when we are the majority and this becomes the tipping point. That feels so exciting to me. I cannot wait for when that's true. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Collective podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you want to be part of this exciting, bigger movement, come and join other amazing visionary purpose-led entrepreneurs in my free Facebook group, The Visionary Collective.